What a blessing. What an absolute blessing. I'm going to bring a short message uh, this evening, and uh, then again, we're going to have our offering, uh, giving of the gifts. It's on your program here. I'm going to explain that. Uh, Our closing is uh, we will sing Silent Night, Holy Night. The first verse we're going to sing, and you have it here in German. So, sprechen Sie Deutsch, and, uh, you know, I'm sure that is part of the tradition of this church here, the Zion Church of Curtin, for, I'm sure, 100 years. Uh, And then we will sing, uh, then in English, followed by the second and third uh, verses from your hymnal. That would be 253. Paul Jenkins will lead us in a benediction, and we will have a closing carol, and you will hear uh, the ringing of the bell. So, uh, very quickly... I don't know what your uh, Christmas memories are. I don't know. My Christmas memories were very pleasant. And uh, it was that time of year that uh, my family extended. We would get together, many of the cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents. And it was a time of year that was really, really joyful. Uh, I look back on those times and... uh, and I just have to share some of the happiest moments of my life. I have learned over the years just by living and through ministry that that's not always true. Uh, I was very fortunate, but you may not, uh, you may not have uh, good holiday memories. Maybe you don't. I don't know. I know that mine were special. Uh, I want to share just, I'm going to read the rest of that Luke chapter, that uh, second chapter But I want to read to you a passage that was written 600 years before the Lord was born. In the seventh chapter of Isaiah, beginning in verse 10, we read, Then the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, he was a king, Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Make it deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I'll not ask, nor will I test the Lord. Then he said, Listen now, O house of David. Is it too slight a thing for you to try the patience of men that you will try the patience of my God as well? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. In the ninth chapter, Isaiah, this was 600 years before the child was born, born of a virgin, Uh, The prophet would write in the ninth chapter, beginning in verse 6 of Isaiah, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it, to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Now go to that second chapter in Luke. Bobby, that was outstanding reading. Um, In verse 21, this is the continuation. And when eight days were completed before his circumcision, his name was then called Jesus. The name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days for their purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. To present him to the Lord. 
As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, I want you to pay attention to this. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would, that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, then he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, thou dost let thy bondservant depart in peace according to thy word, for my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared in the presence of all nations, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Go back to that verse 25. This man named Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel. So for 2,000 years, we have celebrated the birth of Jesus. 600 years before that, Isaiah said to Israel, now, you read or you hear the word Israel, you think maybe of a nation. If you were alive 2,600 years ago, if you were alive 2,000 years ago, Every time, reflecting on anything that was said prophetically in the Old Testament, they heard Israel, what they heard was the people that strive with God. That's what it means, the people that strive with God. 600 years, God's people, the people that would strive with him, Israel, had seen every single prophetic word of the Old Testament fulfilled. After Isaiah made that prophet, For the next 600 years, it was terrible. There was no joy. All of the 12 tribes of Israel that had made up the nation of Israel, the people that strive with God, had gone into slavery, had been defeated, had been dispersed. They no longer were a a, a nation that could be recognized geographically. They had suffered They had suffered everything the Bible said that they would suffer because of their rebellion, their immorality, sin, pride, all of these things. For 600 years, the most important verse that Israel, the people that strive with God, was that seventh and ninth chapter in Isaiah. For 700 years, 600 years, they kept waiting They just, after defeat, after defeat, after defeat, after suffering and separation of families and death, and they knew what Isaiah said, and what he said was with the birth of a child that God's people would be consoled. We say Christmas. 600 years before Jesus was born, what we call Christmas, they called the consolation of the people that strive with God. If you ask any Jew today, they'll tell you that. We say Christmas. That came centuries later, after his birth. But the people that strive with God, by the way, that's you and I. The Bible in the New Testament says, Paul writes, there's no longer Jew or Gentile. No more. There's no longer male or female, rich or poor, slave or free. We're all one under and of Christ. And so we're the new Israel. We're the new Jerusalem. If you're a Christian, 
You are now the people that strive with God. And so for 600 years, as tragedy after tragedy took place, God's people, the ones that strived with him, many of, for six centuries, many, I couldn't give you the number that ended up dead before seeing the consolation of Israel. The consolation of Israel was the fulfillment of prophecy that a child would be born and he would be called Wonderful Counselor, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And he would be called Emmanuel, God with us. And so here we are today. What we call Christmas was indeed the consolation of the, of the people that strive for God. That's what they considered it. And now it's 2,000 years later. And there's only one prophetic, there's only one prophecy in the entire Bible that has not been fulfilled. Every prophecy has been fulfilled. A church, Jesus said he would establish a church. It would be eternal. The gates of Hades would not prevail against it. Uh, We were told God's people, the people that strive with God, were told to go into all the world and preach the gospel. We've been doing that. There's only one prophecy left, and that's when he returns. And the Bible says we ought to be uh, on the alert. We ought to be ready. We don't know. Jesus would say, I don't even know. Jesus said, of the dates and the times, and I don't know. But I can tell you, there's going to be a moment, a time, and it's going to happen like a thief in the night and a twinkling of an eye. And, And he's going to return, and the trumpet's going to sound, and the heavens are going to open, and we're going to see him. And every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess. He was born as the consolation of Israel. He will return as the judge and savior of all men. So I don't know what your memories of Christmas uh, were. I don't know. But I know this, that God kept his word. He, he would console us. He would console us uh, with a child. And that child would be his son. And then he would, uh, he would sacrifice himself for us. And he did it. I don't know what's weighing you down this year. I know Christmas is a, a beautiful thing that we've created and we have beautiful trees and gifts and traditions. Um, But the only thing that matters about that Savior being born was that God's people could be assured that they would be consoled in a dark, broken, sinful, immoral world. I don't know what's weighing you down this year. I don't know what's got you beaten or depressed or upset or struggling, but I know the same consolation that God gave us just as it was true then, it's true today. Christ came to console you and I, and he came to give us life when all that we could hope for would be death, and he became life for us, eternal life. So I hope you've been encouraged this evening, I do, because God has consoled us with the gift of his son. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to ask uh, our elders to come forward, and uh, we are going to have our offering, and uh, and then we're, after the offering, we're going to hand out these gifts. I said to the children first, and uh, and then we'll. Get, <laughs> you, Brad Brock, you're going to have to come up here and help us too. So Brad, you come on up. We we'll put you to work tonight. In fact, let's just have our elders come forward and our deacons. 
Elders and deacons, come forward. Again, thank you for being here. We're not through. We still have a couple of songs to sing. And by the way, Hannah, where's Hannah? There she is. And Amanda, wow. That was the first time they've played together here. I hope we, I hope we get to hear and see that more. What a blessing. Thank you so much. So much. Thank you. Yeah. So Larry's going to get our offering prayer plates. I'm going to offer a uh, prayer, and we will allow you to contribute this night. Our kids did a great job, didn't they? I, you know, you really did a good job because they just did good. They and they, uh, they, all these pieces of tape up here—that's where they're supposed to stand, and they did. It'd be better than we would have done. Did better in my group. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. Some of them. Some of them. Okay. Some of them don't get a gift tonight. Amen. Let's give thanks. Father in heaven, uh, we just love you so much. You have indeed, you have consoled us. Even when we're just so weak and foolish and wrong and hard-headed and stiff-necked, whatever thing that's happening in our lives, you, you sought to console us. And the only way that you could do it was to give us your son. We thank you for the eternity he gives us, the peace that he gives us, the counsel that he gives us. And so, Father, we give you praise and honor, and we just love you. As we contribute tonight, we're thankful for the opportunity to give none of it's ours, Father. We, I hope we know that. I hope that we know none of it is ours, and that we give, and we give with a cheerful heart, and we're able to bless as we have been blessed, and it is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.